It's nine o'clock on a Saturday. Mike Murphy, Fred Hubner, Murph and Fred back together again. We are ESPN One Thousand. How you doing, everybody? Welcome back to me, Fred. Great job. I heard a little of the Murph and Fred uh, minus Murph show. Frankly. Last sounded, week, we had fun. Sounded so good, I said, I better get back, man. We, we had fun, now we got a game to talk about. <laughs> Unlike previewing again. First, here, here's how screwy the NFL schedule is. Oh, you got that right. You play three games in 12 days, yep. and then you have nine days off. Uh-huh. What the hell's going on? It's ridiculous. <laughs> At least they won all three games, and they've won five in a row, eight and three record, and uh, yep. yeah, the Bears. And also, we have semi-breaking news. Our own Jeff Dickerson. An 18-wheeler just uh, broke apart? No. Oh. Uh, Mike Ditka improving. It was, in fact, a heart attack that he suffered. This quote from Steve Mandela's agent. Coach mm-hmm. Ditka had a mild heart attack earlier this week. Okay. Doctors inserted a pacemaker. He is doing much better. He appreciates the outpouring of support and expects to be home soon. 79-year-old recuperating in his Florida hospital. Not his Florida hospital. It might, it He's might got be. money. He's got money. He doesn't own, it, own one as far as I know. But, well, yeah, the coach is doing better. You know why you know it's his uh, hospital? Because uh, he's smoking a cigar in the hospital. It's my hospital. Yeah, it's my hospital. Well, we wish the coach the best in a speedy recovery. Murph and Fred, lots to cover. We'll be about uh, 99.9999% Bears Today, thank God we don't have to talk about the Bulls. That was the point oh one oh 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 one. Oh, okay, and the Blackhawks. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, we'll we'll throw that out there too. Oh, I had some, uh, you know, I hate to be breaking news. This just in because number one, no one cares, and number two, no one believes that that, that I would actually have that. <laughs> though I always do, but I don't like to talk about it. Uh, such as Tom Ricketts uh, does owe a. Uh, a billion dollars, right. uh, and uh, but it's not a lot of money for him because the franchise is worth uh, two point five. But uh, also, uh, you want to here? Here's a scoop. Here, I'll give you another scoop. Number one, things aren't too. Uh, they're not holding hands and uh, uh, singing. No, uh, and, by, uh, Clark uh, and Addison. Okay. Now, uh, the top two guys, uh, which would uh, be just under the top guy. Everybody know who I'm talking about. The top two guys. Yep. President of business and president of baseball. That would be Crane Kenny and uh, Theo Epstein. They're sort of that, uh, what do you call Loggerheads. it? Loggerheads. Loggerheads. There we go. Yeah. I always know that one mm-hmm. because of the beer reference. Loggerheads. We're <laughs> in loggerheads. I like a good head on my lager. Which which means that uh, they have to go to uh, Uncle Tommy Ricketts now uh-huh. to break the uh, impasse. Yeah, had a couple of loggers, yeah. a couple of loggers, a couple of ales last night out of Michael Anthony's in uh, Berwyn. Mm. Morton East reunion. Got to see my yeah. buddy Rick and Danny and mm, Louie cool. and, uh, yeah, all the kind of guys. And all they wanted to do was talk about the Bears. The Bears they wanted to talk about. And the so. impasse, of course, uh, is money, isn't it always? Uh-huh. Yeah, so, that's uh, how it usually works. As I understand, uh, Theo uh, wants more money, and uh, Crane Kenny says no. So uh, that's where they are right there. Oh, my scoop on the Blackhawks? Uh-huh. Turns out... Uh, what, they fired, they fired the wrong guy? No. Oh. You know, oh, I haven't had a chance to say I'm so happy for one reason that Joel Quinville is gone. Uh-huh. And that only one reason is... I know what it is. I don't have to hear people say Quinville any longer after 10 years when it's Q-U-E. And, and I finally threw in the towel about a month ago when I heard Rocky Wirtz yep. when he was making the rounds for his a, a book. I understand the book's great. Uh, he says Quinville. So anyway, I give up on that one. But it was a uh, 
well-warranted release in subordination, not following directions from above, saying, nah, I'm going to do it my way. Okay, that's all. That's all I can say. All right? Okay. People above him unhappy that he wouldn't do what they said to do. Oh, people above him should have been fired. Well, whatever. Yeah. I'm just, okay. I'm not disagreeing. That, uh, just because someone owns a team oh, or is the general manager of a team doesn't right. mean that they're correct. Just the facts, as yeah. uh, Joe Friday used to say. Like losing two, top, two of your top four defensemen in and Artemi Panarin. That was all Quenville's fault, I, I guess. I said 99.99. Now it's the Bears. Okay. They, right now they're relaxing. <laughs> Probably some of them on a beach. I know Anthony mm-hmm. Miller was was watching his uh, yeah. former Memphis team. He was taking selfies with Memphis after they won a game uh, yesterday, I guess. Pretty good draft pick, huh? Yeah, he's really good. Yeah, We'll, yeah. we'll go through our last, uh, was it April? Last April's draft picks. Uh, before we say goodbye, we're going to be a little truncated today. I don't know what that means, but I, I hear either. people say it, and I, I have love no saying idea. it. We're going to start the side around the 50-yard line today, about halfway through. Normally, Murph and Fred, 9 till noon. All right. Tell you what, let's get rolling. Uh, Let's go to the Murph and Fred Fan Focus Group Twitter poll. We're already getting a lot of responses. Uh, Vote now at ESPN 1000. Uh, Number one. Oh, here's a good one. Uh, What if... That old what if bell's still working. What if... John Fox, we're coaching the Bears this year. What would their record be? All right. Ooh. Everything else the same. So uh, worded uh, this way with John Fox, the eight and three Bears would now have blank victories. Uh, they are uh, eight and three. They're eight and three, right? They would have eight, uh-huh. seven, six, or our final choice of our four would be five or fewer. Okay. Not five or less, by the way. It's five or fewer. This is sort of like I couldn't care less. And uh-huh. I could. This is gone. Right. It's gone. I can't stop it. Yeah. Everybody says less when they mean fewer, which is fine. What do, I don't care. What? Who am I? So how many, uh, what would the Bears uh, record uh, wins be right now with John Fox and everything else? You know. Uh, Khalil Matt. Is it now it's Khalil, I hear people saying. Is it, I don't it's still I don't Khalil, right? I don't listen to people. <laughs> it's Khalil. I'm just happy you listen to me. That's only because you have headphones on <laughs> yes. and you have to. Uh-huh. The Bears would have eight. What the hell's going with these things? Seven, six, or five or fewer wins. Well, let's take a look at number two while we're on a roll right here, okay? Who was most responsible? This is A or B. Two choices. Who was most responsible for Chase Daniels' success? That's apostrophe S. Yes. I know there's no success, S. Right. All right. Whew, God. Who was most responsible for Chase Daniels' success? A. Coach Nagy. B. Daniel himself. All right. Okay. Let's keep going. Vote right now at ESPN 1000 or 3323776. Yeah, you can vote right on the radio. 312. 312- 332 ESPN. Oh, I like this. <laughs> Two point conversions will soon be multiple choice. A, the norm. Mm-hmm. B, rarely used as before. Or C, soon be extinct. All right. Okay. Vote right now. The two point conversion will soon be the norm, rarely used like always, or extinct. Three three two three seven seven six. What do you think, Felix the Kid? I'm on a roll. One more. One more. Let's go. 
Should the Bears start Trubisky next week at New York Giants? A, yes, if he's ready. B, rest him regardless. That's that's too simple. No, it's not simple. I want you to think that one through. Three three two three seven seven six. Would you start Trubisky next week at the New York Giants? A or B? Yes, if he's ready. Or B? <laughs> rest him regardless if he's ready or not. Now, right. One thing that Matt Nagy says is that Trubisky's got to be honest with him because yeah. a lot of times a young guy like that, he's going to say, oh, I can go. I'm feeling good. I'm ready. Well, that's what Max said. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, if in fact he's uh, his shoulder goes down again, you you want to make sure you have mm-hmm. that December 9th mm-hmm. Sunday night game against uh, Jared Goff and the Rams down along the lakefront. Three three two three seven seven six. Have you taken a look? Okay, uh, so I go to ESPN's uh, website, uh-huh. and then I go, and then it comes up on my phone, and then it says uh, uh, you can pick. So I hit NFL, right? And then NFL comes up, and then I hit. Uh, you can hit news, you can hit scores, or you can hit standings. Uh-huh. You ever hit standings? Sometimes. Then when you get to standings, you can hit division, you can hit conference. Oh, I didn't know that. And you can hit league. Okay. And league being all 32 teams in a row. Okay. Conference, duh. Sure. The 16 or division. Well, the division we all know. Bears 8 and 3. Minnesota 2 and a half games back, four, 5, 4 and 1. Green Bay 3 and a half games back, 4, 5 and 1. And Detroit, you know, Detroit's, they're 4 and 7. They would have been 6 and 5 had they knocked off the beloved twice. Right. Yep. We're going to get to the strength of schedule in a few minutes because you, Fred Hubner, I listen. I listen all the time. You had a great angle earlier this week. Probably were you doing the evening. You were you were popping up here and there like always. Monday, doing a great night, job Monday night it was on. About the uh, strength of schedule. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you straightened out a lot of people. But I tried. Go, get... <laughs> I tried. They don't all understand it. Well, you don't listen to anybody, but they all listen to you. Uh-huh. I try not to. By the way, you know what today is? Two things. Today is uh, the last good day to put up your Christmas decorations outside. Okay. The last day. Because it's going to snow tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Yep. Six to 12 up north, three to six in the city, three inches on the south side, south suburbs. Today's the best day. Because then you're going to have snow. It's going to be cold for them. Get out there today. It ain't happening. Right. And remember, if you're 60 years old or over, don't get on the ladder. Send uh-huh. your wife up. Yeah, yeah. there you go. I've been assuming she's under 60. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. You know what else today is? Small Business Saturday. Okay. You heard that? I have. That means go to the store. You're lo- patronize the mom and pop stores. Everybody's sitting at home ordering this, ordering that. That's great, you know. The, the UPS guy, the FedEx guy, the mail, you know, bring it over. Oh, I understand how all that works. But you know what? Go to a family-owned mom and pop store today. It's called Mom and Pop Saturday. Well, no, they call it the Small Business Saturday. Right. That's a bad name. They should have called it Mom and Pop Store Saturday. How about like your local hardware store? Or uh, how about like the local grocery store? Maybe you got a mom and a lot of right. you know what, they got, guy owns one or two grocery stores, right? Yep. There's one by Eight Corners in Brookfield. Go to it. Go to it. Or how about a restaurant? Go to a mom. Fred, you got the spot. Go to Vincentori's. Well, there you go. See Chef Bob. 
Yes. Or or you can go to any of the uh, any of the craft breweries Mom like Pop. yeah Skeleton Key or Black right. Horizon or Alter Brewing yeah. or any mm-hmm. of those uh, Outcry all of them open Outcry Fred when we we're, we're going to take a quick call here three three two three seven seven six see if you can find the conference standings okay uh, I got ESPN I standings and then there'll be uh, Bring in uh, Bear Fan Bob is uh, next in line. Hello, Bear Fan Bob. Good morning, gentlemen. Hope your uh, Thanksgiving was great. Hope you ate lots of bird. Well, Anybody. you know what? I took Fred's cue. Fred was talking about the White Castle dressing the other day, so we had it. I'll give a rep- scouting report on that a little bit later. There we go. All really? right, uh, Bear Fan cool. Bob. Uh, with John, F- I'm going to make you uh, in charge of a Twitter poll question here before your comment. With, okay. With what if, what if John Fox were the head coach of the Bears, the eight and three Bears right now, but everything else were equal, all right? They'd have selected yep. everybody in the draft, right? Uh, yep. They would have had Roquan Smith. They would have had uh, Anthony Miller. They would have had Big James uh, Daniels uh, in the first uh, yep. two rounds. And he's got an S at the end of his name. Yes, he does. Yeah. He also illegally picked up the runner and moved him. Did you know that's an illegal flag? You can push from behind. You can't tug him from the front. But it worked. Well, they they didn't throw the flag. Uh, What would the Bears, uh, how many wins would the eight and three Bears have? Multiple choice. Hang on there, Bob. Multiple choice. If everything were the same, schedule everything, except the head coach was John Fox. Eight wins, seven wins, six wins, or D... Five or fewer, what do you say? Oh, it's a very simple answer. The answer is D. Zero to two wins. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. D. John Fox bred and led the culture during his tenure of losing. And I'm sorry, losing is contagious. That team didn't know how to win to save its life. You know, and if you don't believe me, look at the record. All they ever did was lose. And they lost at times they shouldn't have lost. Okay, right. and teams they should have beat up on couldn't do it. Couldn't get it done. Two wins. Two or, or fewer, says Bear Fan Bob. I love it. Uh, Twitter poll number two. Hang in there. Here we are, Bob. Who was yep. most responsible for Chase Daniels? Uh, nice game, successful game. You know, call it what you want. He did not... Uh, he did not uh, tank out there. He didn't flub. He didn't. Uh, Na- Coach Nagy more responsible, or Chase Daniel himself? You got to give him credit. Who? Yep. Oh, by far it was Coach Nagy, and I'll tell you why. Coach Nagy, that's his job to coach up his team and install confidence and the culture of winning in his team. It doesn't matter who the player is. Obviously, it, it uh, rested on the quarterback on on uh, Thanksgiving Day. Chase Daniels was very well prepared within the limitations of his strengths. And Coach Nagy coached the game to his strengths. What do you mean? Hold on. Hold job. that thought. Hold that thought. I think that's the key. Uh, give us a little more right. on that, Bear Fan Ben Fred. He coached. In other words, the play selection was tailored to him. Is that what you're saying? You go first, Fred. Uh, would yeah. you agree to that? Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Absolutely no doubt. He, he Listen, he was Nagy was his quarterback's coach for three years before this, so he knew exactly what Chase Daniel could do when he came in. Bear fan, Bob, uh, the play selection. 
uh, three-point conversions, Fred and uh, Bob. I'm sorry. That would be something. They'd be like a three-point shot in the NBA. That could be coming, the three-point conversion. A two-point conversion. A, it'll soon be the norm. B, no, no, it'll always be rarely used. Or C, it'll go the other way once they see this. It'll be extinct. More the same or less. What do you see coming? First you, Bob. Uh, I see it's going to be more. You know, everybody likes points. That's what the NFL wants is put points on the board. You know, it's kind of like chicks dig the long ball in uh, baseball. Same thing in football. More points means more ratings. Chicks dig, chicks dig the two-point conversion. That's a new slogan. Yeah. You got it. I pretty, don't know if we can say that these Pretty days. soon kickers will only be out there to kick field goals because there won't be any kickoffs <laughs> and there won't be any uh, extra, one extra point. It'll just be going for two. After each and every touchdown. All right, Bob, give us a quickie. What do you have on your thought plate to today? I thought Chase Daniels did brilliantly. I thought, uh, to, you know, to put Chase Daniels in all the time, no. I do not want him as a starter. He showed you why he was a backup. But to get Chase Daniels in there and to use him for a game like you want to set Metzl Trubisky for an issue like this every now and then, fine. Wonderful. You know, he is probably maybe the best backup in the NFL, and you ought to keep him that way. And I'm going to lead you into your last Twitter poll question, Murph. Do you want to start Trubisky? Absolutely. You need this rookie out here playing more and more and more. Even though I know they should take out the Giants, fine. You need to take out the Giants. You need to get that uh, winning record up so they get into the playoffs quicker. Guys, those are my thoughts. Thanks. Have, have a wonderful weekend. You too. Thanks, Bear Fan Bob. Take care. All right, buddy. Appreciate it. Fred, I heard you, uh, was it, were you on the day before? Wednesday? Monday. Monday. Yeah. You're talking about the, uh, so I said, Dana, Fred's talking about the White Castle stuffing. Yep. She said, don't you see the list I gave you for? Uh, well, I was on Thanksgiving morning. Okay. Yeah. Earlier in the week, right. I had the list. So I go to White Castle. This is like sweeping the, the city. That's Every, unbelievable. Everybody's doing this, Got to right? get there early. My, I told my wife, I go, we're going to go into White Castle because yes. there's going to be a wait. She goes, I've never actually gone into a White Castle, okay. she said. I did the same thing. <laughs> okay. I was a, uh, there about the 10 in the morning, uh-huh. uh, maybe Monday or Tuesday. No line of cars, but I went in anyway. I walked up sort of uh, gingerly, uh-huh. if, if you will. Now, I'm not a genius. And I have brown hair, at least I used to. So... I walk up in the nice woman vision. And I said, I said, my wife sent me in. I said, I have to get 20. I didn't say sliders. I think that's disrespectful. But they call it that now up on the board Some right there do, at, the, yeah. at White Castle. Yep. Sliders. So I said, yeah, I'm going to need 20 hamburgers. Uh-huh. And she says, no pickle, right? Yep. I said, how did you know? She goes, everybody's doing it. Yep. So you gave the uh, menu. Uh, the recipe. Recipe. I'm uh-huh. sorry. So, Rod. Uh, Tell us what you so, did. Well, for one batch, it's it's ten White Castle right? hamburgers, no pickle. You got that's the key. Yeah, you rip them apart, you tear them apart. Uh-huh. You add in uh, chopped celery, one cup of chopped celery. Right. You add in uh, some thyme. Yeah, and, and I don't mean time spent. You add in some time. Parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme. No, yeah, but you don't. Yeah, but you don't want to put rosemary in. No, no, you no. just put in thyme, and you put in sage. 
and you put in some chicken broth, and there you go. You ah. mix it up. So you can put it in a bird if you want to, or we just put it in a yeah. aluminum fan, aluminum pan. Yeah. Works great. But because the aluminum pan didn't fill up enough, yeah. we used 20 instead of 10. Well, we got yeah. 20. So it worked out really nice. It's basically the same ingredients of normal stuffing. Right. The bread, mm-hmm. uh, the sausage, right. or whatever right. beef you There's use. There's your beef, right. And then uh, some broth, uh, right. Right. And the uh, parsley, sage, rosemary, yeah. and thyme. celery, thyme, and yeah. sage, and you're all set. Yeah. yeah. Worked out great. I finished it up yesterday. Well, the great thing is... We had some leftover. Not much, but we had some leftover. All right, let, let's be honest. It's not as good as real stuffing, but it's damn close. Well, see, a lot of people, real stuffing... Is, yeah. is up in the air. What exactly is real stuffing? You know, I call it dressing, but yeah, it's, no, it's stuffing. St- dressing and stuffing. Dressing. Stovetop stuffing. Right. right. And stovetop's a little different, yeah. obviously, than yeah. what other people make. Because my mother-in-law used to make, she used to take the giblets and the neck and all the other stuff and grind it all up Ooh, and then put it yeah. all in. And, yeah. yeah that, that stuff, I don't I, I do not do that Grind them organs. Yeah. So uh, we didn't do that. Okay. So but it was very, very good. But the key is the time element. It's quicker. It's don't you think it's much faster this way? Yeah. Well, because you got to drive to White Castle. Right. Okay. Well, yeah, and then probably get a couple of extra burgers while you're waiting. All right, Fred. Something's been bothering me for I know, a, I got a couple a extra long, burgers. long time. And Jalapeno Monday night. The best. Monday night. Six thirteen. Uh huh. Fred was on. Yep. And I'm listening. And this has been bothering me since. 2001. I'm glad you could get the signal. I was up in Round Lake. I'm glad the signal was pumping through. I love Round Lake. Yeah. Fox Lake, Gray's Lake, Chana Lake, everything's up there. Long Lake, Goose Lake, Island Lake, Dollar Lake. I was at Lake's Bowl. I told a guy, I said on the radio, come on out. We we're giving mm-hmm. away tickets for the Rams Bears game. And what happens? The guy came out and he won the tickets. Murph, what's your beef? Ah, thought you'd never ask, Fred. The uh, last place schedule. Uh huh. Phraseology yeah. and definition. Yes. All right. Here, let's go to uh, Fred Hubner. And this was uh, Monday. Uh, maybe you were in the car in a traffic jam driving home. Fred? You can only play who is on your schedule. And the one thing that gets me about people, they mention, well, you know, the Bears, they finished last last year, so they had a last play schedule. And it's easier playing a last-place schedule. You get the advantages. Just to remind people out there, there's a 16-game schedule, okay? You play your division two games each. That's six games. You play two other divisions. For the Bears, they play the NFC West and the AFC East. That's eight more games. That's 14. By finishing last last year, the Bears only played two other teams that finished last. And to be honest with you, they've only played one so far. That was the Bucks when they won forty-eight to forty-eight to ten back on September thirtieth. They will play the other last place team December second. So just because you finish last, it's your easy schedule just gives you two other teams on the schedule. Everything else is determined. All right, stop the tape, Fred. Perfect. Now, I did a little research just to make sure I had this right. Uh huh. And you st- and you couldn't be more correct. You still hear experts. Yep. I'm talking experts. Lots of experts. Say ah, they got a last uh, place schedule. Or, Look, that's why they're playing so well. And they could and the first place schedule. Right. Here you go. In the year 2002, 16 years ago, uh-huh. 
in the year 2002. All right? The NFL added a 32nd team, the Houston Texans. Okay. They're had, they had been playing with 31 for a couple of years, oh, which is silly. bizarre. But yeah. they were. In 2002... The NFL added the Houston Texans. <clears throat> Excuse me, the 32nd team. It was the first time they went to eight divisions. Mm-hmm. Four teams in a division. Okay. It was the first year they went to two games only based on the previous season record down from four games in 2001 and previous. Okay. For instance, the Super Bowl Bear era. Every year, the Bear that was five in a division. Remember the black and blue division? Right. Yeah, NFC North. Everything it is now. Except Tampa. Tampa. Then it was called the Central, if I'm not right. mistaken, at the NFC time. NFC Central. The Bears had eight victories every year. Yeah. They beat Detroit twice, Green Bay twice, Minnie twice, and, and Tampa, Tampa twice. Bay twice. That gave them eight, eight wins right off the bat. So a last place team would have four last place teams on their next year calendar. The Bears, conversely, would have had four first-place teams added. Right. Right? So for all those years, it was correct. Four of 16, like you just mentioned, one-fourth of your season was based on last-place schedule. Right. 16 years. People are still making it sound like a... I'm talking about big-time football experts on radio, TV, any medium you want to talk about. Well, you look at the Bears record right now, 8-3, and three, and if I hear one more person say, well, you know, they've got, they're have got they playing a last-place schedule, one of their yeah. 11 games has been against the last-place <laughs> team because of the last-place finish, and that was Tampa Bay. And who will it be, the Giants? It'll be the Giants okay. coming up next. So those are the two last-place teams that they played by finishing last last year. Hey, Murph and Fred, when we return, something happened in that Bears game that's I've, bothered me for years, and Fred, you tried to get to the bottom of this when you had a great interview with Peanut Tillman uh, <laughs> a few uh, back about six months ago. Remember that? Yeah, uh, I do. Oh, well, I do too. See, I didn't know if you remember talking to him. I heard it. Because you do, said I, you don't listen to anybody. Well, no, I, I remember talking <laughs> to him, but I wasn't sure if I could say it because, you know, he's in the FBI now, and I'm not sure if he's <laughs> undercover or not. Three three two three seven seven six. Hey, vote right now. Murph and Fred Twitter polls hopping. We'll get back to that and more when we return at Vote at ESPN 1000. <laughs> Busy day, Mike Murphy, Fred Hubner. Gloomy Saturday. Mom and Pop Saturday. That's what they call it. No, no, that's what I call it. I, for, I forgot. The Small Business Saturday. Go patronize your local small business. And it's also, I believe, the uh, best of the uh, remaining days to get your holiday Christmas decorations outside up on the house and out and about. Otherwise, I said, why didn't I listen to Murph a week ago? Freezing, snowing. All right, uh, tell you what, let's let's see what the fans have to say. Let's bring in uh, Felix the Cat, Felix Rez, uh, the Murph and Fred uh, fan focus group Twitter poll. Fred, uh, number one, what do you think the fans say here? Uh, uh, with John Fox uh, coaching, the eight and three Bears would now uh, have. Uh, how many wins? Uh, everything else being equal. Eight, seven, six, or five or fewer. Five or fewer. 
You think it's a runaway? Well, yeah, it and it's not necessarily John Fox's fault. It's that he had a he had an um, offensive coordinator that probably could not figure out how to change anything. That's a good point. That's a good point. But still, he was conservative and defensive minded, and right. even uh, even if he well, what the fans say. Felix. All right. So we're going to go from bottom to top, right? All right, go. Eight and seven Mm -hmm. are both at 2%. (laughs) All right. Six is 10%. All right. And then with the running lead here is 86%, say five or fewer. That might be one of the highest totals Uh. of all. Time. What Bear Fan Bob says, zero to two. Yeah. But it wasn't, we only have four slots. Right. Uh, Number two. Who was most responsible for Chase Daniels' apostrophe? A success Thursday, if you want to call it success. I think everybody would agree. It was certainly a, a, a not a non-successful. Uh, Coach Nagy is more responsible. Or uh, Daniel himself was the one. Hey, he's the guy doing it, was responsible. What do we have here, Felix? All right, bottom to top once again, 43%. Are saying Daniel himself, fifty-seven percent are at Coach Nagy is responsible Thanks, for the Felix. I thought it would be way, way, so way more uh, about eighty-five uh, yeah. percent Nagy. Yeah, I did too. Uh, right. You know, and I'm one of those guys who doesn't doesn't think baseball managers mean that much. Football coaches, on the other hand, mm-hmm. tons, tons. You can't win without a good football coach. This guy's amazing. Yes, he is. Considering he's a rookie head coach. And he's making the offensive play calls. And other than a few at the end of uh, last year, what, at Kansas City, he is a rookie, as you just said, Fred, play caller. Uh, Next, the two-point next Twitter poll, the two-point conversion. I want to get into this before we wrap it up. A two-point conversion will soon be a, it'll be the norm you know, sort of like extra points have been the norm for the yeah. last 60, 70 years, right? Uh-huh. Though, I know, they didn't put the two-point in until... Well, we'll get to that. Or uh, it's going to be uh, continue to be just rarely uh, seen, or uh, now they're going to realize and it's going to be extinct. Extinct is uh, 0%, right? I've never had a zero, Felix. Uh, close, 1%. Okay, all right. There you go, 1% extinct. Uh, so, thank you. Close enough. Not letting me ever have my zero. Uh, <laughs> the norm... Uh, or it'll continue to be just sort of uh, hit and miss, rarely used. I'm very interested. The, give me the winner. Just give me the winner. All right. The winner is 84% saying the norm. 80. There you go. 4%. 84. Mm-hmm. Wow. I agree. I think it's going to be about nine. I think it's going to be the norm. Yeah. What do you think, yeah, Fred? So do I. So do I. I mean, you, you know, and, and I didn't like the play that they used. But, uh, yeah, the... Uh, there's so many times that the two-point conversion should be used. It's funny. There's a lot of teams in the National Football League who have a hard time scoring from the red zone. So I know that for them, kicking the extra point's a good thing. But uh, there's so many other teams that can score pretty easily when they get the ball to two. And I think that uh, it's going to become the norm eventually. Well, you know the number one thing it does? You, you ever been in those office pools they call, or the, at the tavern, the squares game? Yep. Who hasn't, right? Uh-huh. Remember the squares game? You get your number... And you wanted to get a zero or a three or a seven or a six. Right. And you didn't want, well, one was sort of, well, maybe they'll get 21. Right. And, and an eight, oh, my God, yeah, you, didn't want, you didn't want five. But you didn't want a five and you didn't want an eight. Right. Right? Yeah. Those are the two worst. You know what? Now, throw it all out. 
if the two points are going to be coming, every number, right. seven and zero yeah. will still be. Well, sure. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe not seven, seven won't even. Eight will be a big number. And zero. Eight and six. Oh, it, it throws the squares right. thing, which is great. Yeah. Because the squares game is so much fun. And don't we know it's all about gambling anyway? <laughs> That's what it's all about. Now, I did a little research on the two-point conversion. Okay. All right? I actually asked uh, Randy Merkin. Everyone knows who he is, what to say. Yep. Program no, you director. Don't have to. <laughs> Assistant program director. Oh, all right. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I thought Adam had was more than I thought he had a better I, I thought he was okay. Everybody's in charge and they all do a great job. What's the title? You look at you look at Theo Epstein and and you look at Crane Kenny. I don't know what their titles are, but one's the boss of baseball, one's the boss of Money. What's what's a title really mean? Jed Hoyer, GM. Really? See, he's not the GM. I, I know, so, just, no, no, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. I, 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 Randy, whatever your title is, Merkin does a great job. Uh-huh. So, I always hear on the uh, Monday through Friday shows they talk about we got some guy in uh, Bristol that's good with stats. Now we got our guy John Dewan, but John's so busy, uh, I didn't want to. You know, we got a guy here too. Jacob Nitzberg is a great guy. He's upstairs. sits upstairs. Well, see, I don't know that. Saturdays. He doesn't. I don't know. I just come in on Saturdays. Oh, Jacob's great. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I thought it was all was so whatever. Oh. I don't even know who did this. I uh, so here's my email. Hi, Randy Murph here. I hear the weekday uh, day part shows. That's Inside Radio for Monday through Friday. Occasionally talk about asking the quote ESPN stats guy in Bristol. Maybe they don't say it. I thought that's what they said. Whoever. To work up a stat uh, for them uh, for content. Uh, I figure the uh, stats guy is jammed so I don't... But could you... Okay, here's the question and Randy forwarded it to somebody. Okay. All right. Here's my question. Since the NFL, okay, remember not Thursday, but last Sunday night, Minnesota Vikings, the Bears are up 3 nothing. Then they get a touchdown. And now they're up 9 nothing, and they're going to run out, you figure, and kick the extra point and be right. up 10 nothing. No! No, 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 no. They send out the two-point team, yep. and they almost, but they fail to convert on 9 to nothing early. Uh-huh. So instead of eleven nothing, which they wanted, I guess, or ten to nothing, which you would think, it was still nine to nothing. So here's my question: Since the NFL adopted the two point conversion rule in 1994, did you know that's when it was? Or no, I, I know it. Yeah, the NFL did not have the two point convert rule until 1994. Since they adopted the two-point conversion rule in 1994, has a team ever, and I, I have, I put ever in both italics and with an underline, okay. which is fun on the computer. You got to hit those things, and right. then sometimes they're hard to get rid of, and then you get mad because you keep uh, everything's typing, in italics. And then they're all, yeah, yeah, with a line yeah. under. Yep. Since they adopted the two-point conversion rule in. In uh, 1994, 94. has a team ever, ever, with a lead of 9-0, attempted to get to 11-0, as occurred in the Bears game Sunday night? There's a copy of the response, Fred. Okay. Yeah, I hand it over yeah, to you. Oh! 
So here's the response, and from uh, whom it came, I have no idea, but Randy forwarded it to me, so I can't give uh, credit. Here's the response from our one of our stat guys. Turns out that we have data that only goes back to 2001, not 1994, and I can do some easy research on this. In that span, since 2001, I found just one other incidence, Fred, yep. of a team going for two when they were up 9-0. The Steelers did it in 2015, week three against the Rams. The Bears' two-point attempt, while leading by nine, is the only one this season. Regardless of the score, any time a team was up by nine, right. no one this year has tried to go for two, whether they're up 29 to 20 or, or anything. It's only the ninth such attempt uh, of any team ever going for two and up by nine since 2001. The Steelers have tried three times. Don't think I'll be able to find anything going all the way back to the beginning uh, in uh, 1994. So it's almost crazy as much as he wanted go for two, right? We know he's hell-bent to do this, and I believe the whole league's going to do it. People tried to say, well, this was because Parkey had the terrible week the week before when he clanged four times, right? Prior to the Minnesota. Yeah. I'm sorry, prior to the uh, uh, yeah Minnesota right. game we're talking about. Fred, to he be actually, a- He actually said that, that that was partly why they did it. Oh, I know, but... Yeah. I guess I'll I guess I'll believe him. Yeah, he said that was partly why they did it. But wasn't it the along, odd, with, along honest... with they had so many other plays in their game plan and everything was working? They figure, well, let's try this. Let's try this. Well, he likes he liked the play. Yeah, he likes all his plays. So everyone's going to start doing this. Uh-huh. And what happens is here's what's happened. Here's what happened to the Lions. The head coach for them, what's his name? I kept showing him with the beard. Anyway, he was so... Matt Patricia. Matt yeah, Patricia. thank you. Yep. He was so flummoxed. There's a word that I love to use. He was so flummoxed that he went for two later. I think he went for two, feeling pressure that... Oh, he went for two, even though he... Made, I got to go for two. Right. Now, at the time, it made sense. With the six points, they were up by... Four. He figured there's no difference between being, which is correct. There's no difference being up by five with a one-point kick or being up by six other than two field goals. Later, it came back to bite him. He wished late in the game that he'd taken that one point. But you know what he did? He looked at the old card they keep in the pocket. Remember the old card from about, well, back from 1994. And it went back to college before that. Someone invented that card. They're still looking at the card from like the 1980s in college. Yeah, well, it's all changed because it used to be the card. You never, you never went for two until you got to the fourth quarter. Oh, it made right, no sense right. to ever go for two until the fourth quarter, which was because you don't know how many. Because if you miss a couple of them, you're all you're leaving points out there. You shouldn't do it. Right. Right. So yeah, if they would have went for, if they would have kicked the extra point at that time, they would have been up fourteen to nine, five, which yeah. is no different than being. Up by six or four. Yeah, but then when they got the field goal, well, and being up by they would have been up seventeen, sixteen. And being up by six is right. better if yeah. you figure they're going to hit two field goals. 
So there was really no reason to go for one when you're up four at that point in the game. But things happen later is yeah. what you're saying. Right. They would have been up at one point. Instead of being tied at 16, they would have been up 17-16 if they would have kicked the extra point. <laughs> hey, Fred, when we return, I'm watching the Bears. And I'm watching this punter where you have O'Donnell. Yeah. He's terrible. Terrible? What do you mean terrible? And a theory on him and a theory on our perky on the kickoffs. Okay. And I guarantee you, by next game, 10 days, someone up there at Hallis Hall, be it the head coach or the special teams guy, who I'm not fond of. Everyone raves about this special teams guy. Now, almost everybody. I'm not a big fan. I'm not either. I know, and I'll give you more reasons How long why. did it take him to get, to get uh, Cody Parkey to Soldier Field? If you know somebody up there at Hallis Hall, tell them they better tune on right now to ESPN 1000. Busy day, Murph and Fred. Glad you're with us. Nine uh, till noon. Normally, going to step aside around the halfway point, though, today for yeah. a special programming of some sort. We have Notre Dame DePaul oh, basketball. Cool. Notre Dame basketball. Right. They take on DePaul. We go to it around 1040. All right. Uh, and real quick, vote right now on our next Twitter poll. Uh, should the Bears start Trubisky uh, next uh, week at New York Giants? Yes, if he's ready. Or B, no. Even if he's ready or not, just rest him regardless. Uh, we'll have those results in a few minutes. Not irregardless. Well, that's correct. I've given up on that one also. I try to correct as many people as I can. Regardless of what anybody, I mean, uh, regardless of what anybody says. All right. Fred, do we even know or care? Uh, I still, uh, I never remember the name of the Bears uh, special team. Chris uh, Tabor. I remember him. I don't think he's the right man. That's just me. Two more reasons why, all right? You're good at this stuff, Fred, because you've always been an advocate, correctly, correctly, of, uh, you weren't one of the first ones, let me say that. Everyone's now realizing, Fred was right! Yeah. Never run the ball out of the end zone, (laughs) out of kickoff. Yes. As you would say, they're giving you a quarter of the field. They're giving you 25 yards, why would you run the ball out of the end zone? Now, if there's like four seconds left in the game and you're down by six, yeah, then four, you got to try it. Then you got to, yeah. Which they did once with uh, Cohen, uh, and even that one, you, you and I, you didn't like it. No, I, I thought it was no. all right, but and they did it this week too. Yeah, but th- I mean, but ninety nine percent take the knee, let it fall, right? It, and you can't. It's, it's not a loose ball anymore like it used to be. No. They changed that rule. Once it crosses the goal line and hits the ground, dead it's ball. a dead ball. It used to be live. If, if the if the right. kicking team fell on it, it was a touchdown. Go to the twenty five. Right. Yep. Now number one. I got a kicking and a punting thing. Number one. So the kickoffs. I, I do a thing on a yellow pad here where I pretty much chart or graph almost every play. Okay. And I know now you can pull it up play by play. I yeah. like doing it. Anecdotally, that means I don't have the stats, but uh-huh. I believe it to be true from... Okay. Anecdotally, Parky, when he kicks off, 95% of his kickoffs, Fred are at least five yards deep to the back end of the end zone. Okay. That's just watching him. Okay. Yeah. This past week, he wasn't that good. Well, 90% yeah. plus. Okay. He lays it to the five or deeper. Okay. And 
I know there's a few windy things where I might change it. He's got the leg. He's always five yards deep to ten. If he is able to do that so accurately, why can't they work? He's usually in a five-yard area is what I'm saying. Yep. His kickoff lands in a five-yard area, depth-wise. Depth. Okay. Why doesn't he learn or why can't he lay it between the, the five-yard line and the goal line? He can do it every time in that five-yard area between the back and the back half. Yeah. If you laid that kickoff every time between the goal line and the plus five, what do you think would happen with well, the returns? Most people, most people mistakenly would think that we have to return the ball, but you don't. You can just let it roll, bounce once or roll into the end zone. Because well, with the force, when you're kicking it from the other 35, once it hits, it's going to roll forward. Well, of course you're being logical and you ruined my whole thing. No, well, the Patriots do the same thing. But what they have to do is, Parky's kicks are not pooch kicks. Where no, no, other teams do. There's a lot of a, momentum on them. Maybe Parky doesn't, uh, maybe Parky can't pooch kick mm-hmm. the ball. Because the Patriots have been doing this for a couple of years now. All right, well, even, kicking the ball short. All right, well, even with what you're saying. forcing the people to return sense. it. You're right. Still, if he could kick that thing to land on the five, uh-huh. they'd have to decide catch it. Or what if the darn thing took a funny and then stopped dead on the one? See, then they're really in trouble. Well, yeah, because the they got to run team. it. They got to return it. Or you can just fall on it, and right. you've got a first and ten on the one. Right. So it just seems like it's silly to continually boom it. Hey, look, I can boom it to the five and farther every right. well, that's why. Deep. That's why Bill Belichick and the All Patriots right. say, listen, we're not going to give you the 25. Yeah. We're going to pooch it and make you return it. The odds are you won't get to the 25. Oh, right. And if this, exactly. If yeah. this guy's so accurate, he can hit there every time on the five. Right. To, to the back line. All right, number two, there's O'Donnell. He had two punts in the third quarter. He had three punts inside the five, uh, inside the twenty. Where, where were they? It, inside the twenty. That's all I can tell you. All right, I'll tell you two of them. He had punts from like the minus forty, like you know where you're in, in territory where you can lay it. Right. They never do. We used to call it the coffin kick. Punt. No, 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 no. They try to lay it in the corner or kick it out. They never angle it anymore out of bounds. You don't want to ask a special team guy to do something now, special. In the third quarter, I didn't see the third. I don't have the. I, I mean, in my notes, I didn't notice it. I'm sorry. Okay. One of his punts went in the end zone. Well, that's no good. It came back to the 20. Right. The next one was either fair caught or bounced out of bounds or whatever at the 18. Yep. Yeah. Does it say if it was fair caught or bounce? Fair catch. Okay. Fair catch so here, in the third quarter. This, this punter, he's got two these two opportunities alone. To lay the ball inside like the 10 or the 12 or yeah. the 8. Or better yet, boom it out of bounds so it goes out of bounds at the 15 or the 10 or the 5. Yep. He kicks them straight ahead. Yep. Straight ahead. And they're on the 18 and they're on the 20. Yeah, and the other one he kicked 55 yards into the end zone. Is that yep. the third one you're talking about? Yeah, third quarter. He kicked 55 yards into the end zone. But did you say there were three punts in the th- th- third quarter? There were two. Okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, yeah, there were two. Yeah. And neither one was he able to, to uh, push him into the... Uh, they must tell him, don't go kick sidelines. They're afraid of what, a shank? They don't tell any of these kickers. It's terrible. No, there's not a punter in the NFL that specializes in corner kicks anymore. Back on your Bears beat. When we return, yeah, coffin corner. How easy is that? Uh, Vote, here's our next Twitter poll when we return. As a backup quarterback, Chase Daniel was a 
terrific, B, average, C, just okay, or D, Murph, he's a system guy. Okay. Well, now, much more. And the peanut punch, uh, Fred, you interviewed him. I wish we still had that tape. Back in a flash, Murph and Fred back on the Bears beat when we return. It's ESPN 1000. Glad you're with us, Murph and Fred. Nine till noon, going to step aside at the midway point, however, today. So let's get rolling. Uh, Bears talk, obviously, uh, for the last hour. Hope you've been here. Fred, let's take a quick look at the uh, Twitter poll on board right now. We'll bring in uh, uh, Felix the Cat. Should the Bears uh, start Trubisky their next game? That's in a, a week at the New York uh, Giants. Yes, if he's ready, Put him in there. B, I'd rest him regardless for the remaining games coming up. Even, you know, if he might think, if he might be good to go. Fred, I'm voting B. I don't think I'm going to be in the majority here. Uh, after seeing what I saw from, uh, good old number four, Chase, uh, they've, they know what to do. They know how to tailor the offense towards him. A lot of short passes. He doesn't have a rifle for an arm, but he's got that deep loft and laid it right in there. Just barely overthrew Cohen the first time. Right. So, uh, I say let this kid get better. Make sure he's good to go, but, uh, that's my vote. I think I am out of step, Charlie. Yeah, you would be. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying as soon as Mitch is ready, All put right. him back in. All right. Yeah. Felix, what'd they say? They are currently saying 13% are saying rest him regardless. Right. 87% are saying yes if he's ready. Very good. As a backup quarterback, how'd they vote here? How did you vote? Uh, as a backup quarterback, Chase Daniel was uh, terrific, average, just okay, or a system guy. Oh, that doesn't fit. Which of these is different from the other? Well, the fans, give us the winner on down there. Go. Well, the winner's 39% terrific. I thought this had uh, interesting results hmm. if you wanted to hear some of the others. Oh, yes. All right. So we have a 27% a system guy and 23% say he's average. And then 11% are saying he's just okay. All right. So 39% terrific. 27% a system guy. Huh. And 23% are saying he's average. And the rest of Thank you, Felix. Fred? A system guy. I don't even know if I know what that means, but I just put it down because he's, you know, seemed to be a system guy. I think he's a system guy. Yeah. I don't think there's any doubt. No. He's a system guy. No. Correct. I think that's the right but answer. But then again. I don't think he was terrific. But then again, every quarterback in the NFL, for the most part, is a system guy. Uh, when Joe Montana played for the Niners, if he wasn't in the Niners, quote, system, he wouldn't be able to do what he did. Uh, every quarterback is basically a system guy until they step out. And, you know, um, Patrick Mahomes is playing the system. So you could say he's a system guy. Jared Goff is in the system. So, you know, you could say all these guys are system guys. But... But what you had, you had Chase Daniel for three years who knew the system, mm -hmm. and now he steps in as he's teaching it to Mitch. Um, 
unlike Mark Sanchez was teaching Mitch anything last year. And uh, now you see how well uh, Chase Daniel was able to do after being now in the fourth year of the Matt Nagy, quote, system. Everything you say, I agree with. Hold that thought. Would this system be more sophisticated than a lot of other systems? Yeah. All right. Well, every system has its own. Oh, I know. Yeah. But they're all different. Right. But yeah. it's this one. The run and shoot, uh, the the West Coast offense. But this, this one's, one's got a little bit of each in but, it. But could we say it's more, for lack of a better word, sophisticated, more nuanced, more uh, angles, more tricky, more difficult to... Uh, I mean, they're Maybe all a different. Little bit, they're yeah. all different. Yeah, I know it's. I know it's difficult to defend. Mm-hmm. So let me let's push the ball down the field. Well, that would be nice if they did. Could any quarterback then, with the knowledge of a, of Chase Daniel, has the knowledge that can't be taken away? Uh-huh. But could any quarterback who understands the system be able to be plugged in for the Bears? I will say yes. Right, me too. Yeah, and so, many people will say no. But, but see, but, uh-huh. they brought this up earlier this week. Who did? I listen was, all the time. I don't want to steal a bit. No, no, no. Here was, it was here in the station. They didn't bring this part up, but they said uh-huh. that if that's the case, if mm-hmm. if any other quarterback can run this, then maybe when Mitchell Trubisky runs it and does well, we're overvaluing how good he is. But right. you know what? Every quarterback, when when Tom Brady was hurt one year, Matt Castle went in and they went eleven and five. All right. So it you know But that's not my big angle. Okay. But everything you've said has set the table for my next angle. Uh-huh. Do you remember about week number two this year and we never tried to get him on and we didn't even I don't think because it was still baseball in September had a chance to read the piece. Is there an ESPN football writer nationally, Bill Barnwell? Yeah, Bill Barnwell. Okay. Yep, all over the place. Now, I mentioned a piece to you uh-huh. during the week, or I might have forwarded it to you, or mentioned it to you off the air during the break. He had an angle, and he said, in the NFL, you should never pay your quarterback so much money that it uh, it hinders your ability to fill in other Parts of your fifty-three man roster properly. Couldn't agree with them more. All right. Uh huh. So I'm not advocating what I'm going to say, but I think it's food for thought. If indeed Trubisky, Daniel, system, the system seems to be paramount to the quarterback. If you can plug in, now I'm not saying you can plug in Chase Daniel against New England or in the playoffs and win. Or can you? I'm not saying you can't. Well, right. exactly. Yeah. So, I hate to say this, but according to Bill Barnwell, Barnwell, in another year or two, you trade Trubisky. You get a couple. You get a number one for him, maybe. You get a number one and a two. He's still low paid. Still has. I know the controllable years is a baseball phrase, but well, it's only four. You only get four years under your rookie contract. Can't you contract get, keep him to fifth year now if you no, like do something? I don't something? think so. I think it's I think it's four. I'm pretty sure, but it, well, what did they do it, with uh, Kyle Fuller? Didn't they keep him for the fifth year by? Oh, they had to extend him more than one, right? Or this year, anyway? No, this year they had to pay him big money because he got an offer sheet from the Green Bay Packers. Otherwise, he was gone. So we only had him four years. Yeah. All right. I think so. Okay. Correct. Yeah, they declined his option. So that's why last year was a big year for him because he was betting on himself. All right. So, Felix, Fred, uh, I know baseball, 
you know, you keep a guy six years if you don't do anything to keep him. But football, so after uh, this year, okay, so the Bears win the Super Bowl this year, all right? Hang on, hang on. What if the Bears win the Super Bowl? Trubisky's got two years left at no money, right? Cheap money. Good money. Yep. Okay money, right? Yeah. NFL okay money. You could, according to Bill Barnwell and the system, you could. I'm not saying this. It's just something that I think has to be at least, you know, okay, you think about it, then reject it. Like I always say, if you don't come up with ideas, you can't throw any of them away. Uh huh. But you could do that. You get a, what would you get for a Super Bowl winning quarterback after two years of his deal? Two ones and a three? I don't know if you'd get two ones or not. All right. All right. Yeah. Not advocating it. Uh, Trubisky's did. deal includes a fifth-year option that the Bears could exercise. Team option. All right. Trubisky was the last member. Uh, do, 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 mm-hmm. do. Yeah. So right. his deal is four years All with right. a fifth-year option. Nothing, it's not going to happen, but... All right, Fred, you you had a great interview, and this ties into uh, Thursday's Bears game. The big play, or one of the big plays of the game, was second quarter. First play. Yes, sir. First First play, play, second quarter. Second quarter. So hopefully you got back from the bathroom. Three to three. Saw the first play. Bears three, Detroit three. Bears have the ball. Third down and three, I believe. On the plus 42. They're down on the Detroit 42. Third down and three. Another uh, first down. Uh, you're going to be getting into field goal range. Everything's looking rosy. And there was a pass to Burton. For a, certain. A Burton for certain. Yep. And, uh, well, he fumbled it. Uh-huh. Now, it was the peanut punch. Yes, it was. Fred, you interviewed the peanut about a year or so, whatever, back, six yep. months. I've been saying since day one of the peanut punch that inherently, if the punch doesn't hit all ball, you make a fist and you punch it. If you don't get all ball, it's a personal foul. Punch it. In other words, you can't walk up to a guy who's got the ball carrying like a loaf of bread in his uh, left uh, wrist right. and left elbow running down the field. What would happen if you came up and punched him in the stomach? He might fumble. Oh, it, it, and it might <laughs> yeah. be a flag. Uh-huh. So, if you punch at the ball and you don't get all ball, you're punching him just like you're coming up and punching him in the stomach. Well, on further review, that's what happened on this play. All right, Burton going for a first down. Bears are marching. Ruling on the field as the catch, followed by a fumble. Well, you're going to see Shed. Gets his hand in right there and punches that ball out. Exact technique you teach on Burton. Burton goes up on a little stick route and then, boom, punches that ball. Gene, that's pretty quick. What do you think? It is tight, but you also remember now the three elements. There's possession, second foot, and a time element to make a football move. I think all three of those meet. The time element's a little squeezed, but they will fumble on the field. I don't think it's big enough to overturn. Highlights courtesy CBS Television. I watched that thing back and forth, Fred. Yeah. I don't know if you have it pulled it up there in front no, of you there. No, I don't have it. All right, here's what this guy does. Okay, picture the number 80, 80 on the right. front of Burton's uh, beautiful Bears home. Uh, uh, road. Dark, I'm sorry, beautiful road uniform. Yeah. Duh. Thanksgiving, was it Chicago? Yeah, no. they wore the white ones. He comes up full fist. Now, the ball is being held by Burton. 
in front of his stomach. Uh-huh. Both hands, he's got it down in front of his stomach. This guy punches him on a downward punch and lands a solid punch at the top between the eight and the zero, clean, and then drives his fist downward. It's like a like a haymaker, like an overhand punch. He comes down and drills that fist into the top of the eight zero and then continues downward into the ball and coughs it out. Uh-huh. He hit zero ball. Zero ball with the peanut punch. How can that be legal? You heard the great, what's his name, Gene Serafin or whatever his name is? Gene Steratore. Whatever. Oh, yeah, that's legal. That's the three elements and blah, blah, yada, yada. You tell me you come up and punch a guy in the stomach if he's holding the ball like a loaf of bread in his right hand yeah. and that's, that's legal? I thought I thought he got all ball. No. But I have to go back and look no. at it. Why? Well, I, I watched him five times. Right. Never hit the ball. Yeah. Okay, whatever. What do I know? I asked Peanut. I know you did. I asked Peanut, what happened if you missed the guy? By the way, you did that for me. Because <laughs> you knew for right. 15 years I've been... You were talking about it. Yeah. And basically, he said, well, you hope they don't call it. I I looked this up. In the year 2002, uh-huh. the NFL put a rule in. The, for the first time... Since 1920, in 2002, here's the wording. The act of battling, battling, and stripping the ball from a player is made legal. Okay. Now think about that. Up until 2002, you could not pull the ball out of a guy's hand, huh. out of his arms. Okay. I'll read this again. 2002... When did Peanut Tillman join the Bears? Did you look that up, Felix? 2002 was the first time the act of battling and stripping the ball from a player was made legal. That's hard to believe. I know it is. Yeah. I know it is. Anyway, what do I know? Just a fan. That's a long... I mean, it doesn't... Anyway, it makes sense. But you can't punch a guy in the stomach. Because Lovey, when Lovey was here, he taught that. Fine. He taught taking the ball away. How's he doing right now? I, yeah, I just wish someone would teach Kyle Fuller. And I know Bears fans are going to say, what are you going to have Kyle Fuller for? He's got five interceptions. He intercepted the ball. Yeah. He doesn't know how to tackle. He doesn't know how to tackle. Either does Adrian Amos. The touchdown uh, by the touchdown by Blunt, the yeah. very first one. And Tony Romo, I thought he knew bo- football better than this. He says, well, Fuller tries to go low and does a good job there. He went low and his arms were by his side. He did not once try to wrap up LeGarrette Blunt at the three. And because of that, LeGarrette Blunt... Strolled into the end zone you know for a touchdown. One of our DBs did, and if I plowed through everything, I identify him. Did the old thing might have been twenty three? Uh, it usually is. If it's a missed tackle, well, it's Kyle this Fuller. was where he was trying to strip the ball from the ball carrier. That was, was running. Him. That was him. <clears throat> that was him. About four more yards, he gave that yeah. guy by trying to rip it out. And after he couldn't get the rip out, the guy went four more yards yeah. and got tackled by somebody oh, else. Right, yeah. that, that's uh-huh. the one. Yeah, that's Cal Fuller. That was again. Let us teach him that, Fred. Again, if one more person tells me Cal Fuller knows how to tackle, 
I'm going to tell them they don't know what they're talking about, even if it's Vic Fangio, mm-hmm. because Kyle Fuller does not know how to tackle, and either does Adrian Amos. Or do they know how, and they just don't feel like sticking their nose in? They, no, no, they stick their nose in. They don't use the two appendages they that hang they from their have, shoulders. They Those wonder, are called hands. They use and one arms. arm. It's the one arm, right? Thing. They, they don't use any of their. No, they don't oh, use just, either arm. All right, they just. They're just trying to knock the guy over. Right, they just hurtle into him. They're trying to run into him like a battering ram. Right. I'm sorry. He's mm-hmm. unbelievable. Come on to the air there, Felix. What'd you get? Uh, Charles in- Tillman was drafted by the Bears in 2003. 2002 was the first time the act of battling and stripping the ball from a player was made legal. So good timing by Peanut. Very good timing. All right. There was a double pass in the Bears' uh, victory Thursday. The double pass. We all know what that is. That's when uh, Daniel... Through back, you can only throw forward once. I think. Does everyone know that? We right. don't have to explain that, right? Yeah. Only one forward pass per play. Duh. Okay, but maybe we got uh, new fans. Okay, he threw. Are back- you kidding? The Bears are eight and three. We got a lot of new fans. He threw backwards. I don't. Know, is there an S on that? I know not Daniel. He threw backward, backwards, backwards to Anthony Miller. Yep. Then he turned around like he was out of the play. Daniel, like, sort of walked. Slowly he turns. Miller throws step. a strike, which was underrated. No uh-huh. one talked about it. Beautiful pass. They've been pra- and Nagy, we've been practicing that. And then, around the left end goes Daniel. Everything was misdirection, going to the right. Brilliant play. Now, he only picked up... Uh, about what six eight yards? Oh, for for one reason, because Cody Whitehair was looking around like, "Hey, what's going on?" Uh huh. It's Thanksgiving. Yes, he did. And I'm out here blocking. What am I supposed to be doing now? Here is what happened. Nagy broke it, and there was oh, I heard all kind of people national. Well, you know what? If you don't get at least forty yards on that play, it's not worth it. Everyone said that. Why well, had other people say that uh, you don't want to get your backup quarterback? Uh, injured on a play like that, which made a little bit more you're sense. Not, you're right, but Nagy yeah. don't care. I figured it out. No, he don't because they're bringing Tyler Bray and he'll do the same it's, thing. It's system. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care who's quarterbacking. It's system. So, uh, Nagy, uh, on the press conference, talked about this play, and he's exactly right, and we'll break it down in a minute. It could have been, and I hate to use that word, four guys blew a block. You know, it's it's too bad because we have four on two, so we should have got a lot more out of that play. Throw back to me. Yeah. No, on the, on the yeah, to, to Chase. Yeah. Yeah, they had two guys over there, and we have four offensive linemen, so that one should have went for about four, uh, 40 instead of eight. Um, but in any case, it didn't. And, uh, uh, no, that that's who we are. We don't, again, we, 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 uh, that's a play that, that we liked. Um, we saw some things, and um, regardless of who the quarterback is, let's go. Now, uh, anytime Anthony wants a ball in a different place or uh, something like that, you can say. Yeah, yeah, he's one for one right now. So we, we judge those guys on those, and he, he's he's one for one, and he's he did a good job in practice with it. And um, but uh, the guys executed well. I just would have liked to get a little bit more. Yeah, out because of your offensive line. Here's what we got. Well, you can hear how upset he was uh, that didn't work. Here's here's. Uh, Here's what we have. Fourth quarter was the play, the double pass, they call it. One was backwards from 1430 or so in the fourth quarter. In other words, fourth quarter just begun. Detroit leads 13-9. Bears have the ball, second and three, down on the uh, plus 40, down on the Detroit 40. It's the double pass. Here's what was in front of Chase Daniel. 
number 72, 68, 78, and 65. Four linemen. That would be Leno, the new guy, Daniels. That would be Witzman. And that would be your guy, the White hair. White white hair. Four guys, big linemen, barreling in front of them. And there's only two men on the Detroit Lions in the way. All four of these guys missed the two guys. Yep. Led by Whitehair. He missed. And then right behind him missing the first guy, the second guy that missed the first guy was Leno. Then the second man's coming in. And Daniels and Witzman, or whatever his name is, both whiff on the second guy. Yeah. Those four guys hit the quarterback. Two guys hit the quarterback. And we had four on two. You know what else we had? We had six on three. Well, we got lucky on that play, too, because it was a face mask. So the play actually, even though it only gained a few yards, yeah. only gained eight yards, they got 15 yards tacked onto it, too. So. Fred, it was also six on three because coming up next were 15 and 70. Uh-huh. 15 is, uh, what's his name? Bellamy. Bellamy. And 70 is the other tackle. Massey. All five linemen were there. Yeah. All f- it was a misdirection right. We had four on two and soon to have six on three. It was a 40-yard play. And I don't like that play. How's the head coach supposed to factor in? He's got four big, beefy offensive linemen on the move, and they can't pick off two guys. Yep. Yep. Yeah. All right. Cody Whitehair was spinning around. Whee! Yeah. It's Thanksgiving. Yeah. Woo! We tricked him. What do I know? I'm just a fan. What am I supposed to do? Oh, I was supposed to. Ah, damn it. I was supposed to block. Here's our final Twitter. I know we're taking a break. Here's our final Twitter poll. Coach is going to be mad at me now. If every NFL game, Godspeed to the coach. Oh, Mike Ditka, you mean, right? If every. Okay. I can't wait to hear the results of this. If every NFL game was 54 to 51, this has been. This has been. I've been thinking about this. What's your beef? If every NFL game, what was that? That was Sunday night football. No, or Monday, Monday night, Monday, Monday night, night football, right? Yep. The Rams beat the uh, Chiefs. Whatever, right? Yep. If every NFL game were fifty-four to fifty-one, a you would love it, b you would hate it. Last chance vote right now at ESPN one thousand. Murph and Fred. Mike Murphy. Fred Hubner back together on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Four and six Lions all tied at 16. Here comes Stafford. And he's picked up. And it's going the distance. Eddie Jackson for the fifth time in his young career has a touchdown. Highlights. And that was a big highlight. CBS television. Thank you. The pick. He jumped it. Well, it was huge. You think about it. The Lions had 153 yards on 17 plays <laughs> in the last two drives. Wow. So they were for the, I don't know how, what the problem is with the Bears fourth quarter defense. Now everyone's going to say, well, they intercepted. Yeah, they did. But 153 yards on 17 plays in two series. It's a lot of yards to be given up late in the game. And the game was tied at that point. I think TV had a little uh, graphic at the bottom that the Bears, would I have this right? Last in the league or 
first in the league in most points allowed, given up in, in the, the fourth, fourth quarter, quarter yeah. right? Yeah, it makes complete sense. Wow. I don't know why, but they've been doing that. And hopefully when they play these big games like they have coming up against uh, the Rams and, mm-hmm. you know, they play the Packers still and then they wrap it up with the Vikings, uh, they don't they don't fall into that trap or giving up a lead. They haven't done it uh, for the most part. Six of their eight wins, they had the lead, grabbed it, never gave it up. Right. So this is only the second time that they've got a got a game where uh, they actually gave up the lead. Fred, everyone knows the uh, Bears uh, division uh, right now. The Bears in first place, uh, eight and three, two and a half games back. That's because of a tie. Uh, Minnesota, uh, Green Bay, three and a half games back at four, five, and one. Detroit, four back at four and seven. But rarely do we look at the conference overall, the 16 teams in the NFC. Uh, yeah, that pulled up before. You still have it there? Yeah. Sort of, okay. Yeah. So uh, what do we have there? A two-way tie We're for the conference, first. Conference, you said, or league? Yeah, the, the conference is conference, cool. Conference, a uh, two-way tie for the lead mm-hmm. with New Orleans, Saints, and the Rams, Rams. both 10-1. and one. And uh, this is of 16 teams right. in the NFC. Uh, who's who, who's that third? Bears are third. Oh, I like that. Yep, Bears are third. With eight wins, eight and three. And then look at the drop-off I to know. fourth. Carolina's got six and six. four. Minnesota so, five, four, and yeah, one. What a, so New Orleans and the Rams in the conference, uh, 10 and one, 10 and one. Then no one's got nine wins. You go to the Bears eight and three. Right. And this is amazing. No one's got seven. You drop down to Carolina at six and four. Right. And they've lost their last two games, too. So, And that that uh, determines wild card, no? Or most, well, yeah, most well, the wild wins. wild cards, you got to go, Most yeah. wins if you don't win your division. Right. So that'd basically be conference. If you don't win your division, that's who has the most wins. So it's. Six of one, half a dozen of the other. Right now, the two wild card teams would be the Redskins and the Panthers. Redskins and Panthers are both six and five. Well, how come they're not on the conference? That's a good question. Oh, I know. Wait, I know what it is. It's percentage. I have wins. See, it gets hinky there, right? Right. Because of the percentage? No, Pittsburgh. You're right. It would probably be Minnesota. Yeah, my, yeah. My, yeah, because of percentages. Yeah. That's why you saying two and a half. The Bears aren't two and a half up on Minnesota because they were one and a half up. Bears won. Minnesota hasn't played yet. So that's only a two-game difference. Oh, you're right, but as of today. Right, two games as of today. We have eight, they have five. That's three, but they have a tie. It's two and a half, no? We'll work on this for next uh, Saturday. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's because it was only one and a half going into the game. Oh, I see. So, and then Bears won, and Minnesota hasn't played yet. I shouldn't get involved with the ties, because it's too confusing. Yeah. As is most everything to me. Murph and Fred, I want to thank, uh, we didn't have any guests today. No, no guests. Guest-free phones, glad you've been with us. Uh, normally nine till noon, Murph and Fred saying, thanks for listening, thanks for You like we the got, dressing, huh? Yeah, I love the dressing, uh, and we got uh, DePaul, Notre Dame, hoops coming up. Thanks for listening, thanks for calling. See you later, everybody.